Beautiful. What's up, dude? Thanks for coming in the studio today. It's nice to see you. You were here 30 minutes early, bro. That never happens with fighters. Yeah, I uh, I woke up at like 7 a.m. I, I just wanted to look pretty for this, so I... Thank you for having me, though. This is this is awesome. I love this place. Cool, man. I'm glad you like it. And mission accomplished on looking pretty, I'll say. Look at you all spiffed up. Got a polo on. Got All the way. Shoo, you're ready for prom night, son. Got the <laughs> aviators in the clipped on there. I'm a big aviators guy. Do you, do you wear the aviators because you like specifically like them, or are they just the first pair of sunglasses you saw? My nose is really messed up, and they are literally the only sunglasses that will fit my face. That's so. hilarious. Was yeah. it messed up before your debut fight? Yeah, it <laughs> okay. was. Okay, it was... I, it's been messed up since I was like four. From what? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I was a rough kid. I used to like just head first in everything, and I jumped off my bed, smashed my face off the table just Ugh. to start out. Then years of wrestling after that, and it's it's gone. Dude, that's nuts. Can you breathe out of it okay, or does it no, need okay? No, the, the septum's deviated to the right, so my entire right nostril is. Dude, yeah. do you want to get that fixed at some point? Is that something yeah. you're even thinking about? You're just going to live with it? I'm going to live with it, you know? It, it's it's probably the hardest part on my face is just my nose. <laughs> well, I will say in your debut fight, you uh, put your nose to the test, dude. That was an absolute slobber knocker. <laughs> yeah, that that was that was awesome. I, I I can't even complain. Like it was it was pretty good. I uh, I took a bunch of punches, gave a bunch of punches. I mean, I got two stitches afterwards, so it was, it was all right. Yeah, dude, I will, like, your spirit, not even just in the fight, obviously the heart in the fight. Anybody who wants to watch this fight, go to our 247 Live app or stream 247live.com and seriously, go rewatch Glenn versus Billy Myers because that, we don't give out official Fight of the Night awards, but if we did, that was the fight of the night for me that night, dude. That, that fight, the back and forth was insane. I'll be honest, dude. After the first round, I was like, Glenn's done, dude. Like, I thought you were just gassed and done, but you found a second win somehow, and rounds two and three, you were just, like, on a mission, just slugging back and forth. It was wild. I think I uh, I think I always look tired, pretty much. <laughs> like, I run five miles, and, like, I'll start out tired and just finish it out somehow, and... I get then I I like take a walk upstairs and I'm 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 gassed. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's that deviated septum. You can't, <laughs> you can't breathe right, dude. But yeah, that that fight was insane. I think your opponent was super tough. Billy's a tough guy. Like he's a, obviously a collegiate wrestler. Like that that was a tough debut. What made you so willing to just be like, yeah, I'll, I'll take him. I'm good. That's my debut. I I, I would have fought anyone. Like I just wanted to be there. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Um, I mean. Win or lose, it's experience, and I, I thought I, I thought I could have took him, but obviously not. <laughs> yeah. Did anything surprise you in that fight about Billy specifically? I mean, there's no footage on you guys. Obviously, you were both making your debuts, but you knew he was a wrestler, and that's probably about it. Yeah. Um. We we both did like our own little interviews beforehand, and I I kind of had the idea that we were both gonna walk in there and have a stand up brawl because we were both we were both wrestlers, and it only made sense. So. I just threw wrestling out the window, and obviously that, that caught up to me. <laughs> Were you surprised that he was able to take you down? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was. He didn't even, like, grab my legs. He just bear-hugged me, and I was like, nap time. That's crazy, man. What was different about MMA wrestling versus, you know, just straight-up wrestling to you? Did worrying about punches really change things? Not really. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you weren't really worried about punches, to be fair. Yeah, just I, like, I'll just take them, whatever. 
I was eating on the chin. I, I practice taking punches to the face all the time. You know, it's just I um uh, when I started like trading and everything, I had a black eye for like four months straight. Not even like not even the same eye. Like I would come in each week with a different black eye. That's great. For like a month I had two. So <laughs> But uh yeah, that wrestling, that uh it doesn't change much to say. I mean, obviously, the head placement's a little bit different because I can't get choked out. Sure. But um, as for, like, the normal shots and just the bear hug got me. I'll say yeah. that. The bear hug got me. I, I Usually in wrestling, like, with my weight, the bear hug wasn't a problem for me. Mm-hmm. So I, like, never even worried about it. But obviously, I should Worked for him. That's hilarious. What What is your wrestling background exactly? I just wrestled in high school. Just high school? Okay. Yeah, I, I just graduated, like, last year. <laughs> At you went to Yawk, yeah, nice. Like, that was uh, that was fun. You know, I uh, I was the wrestling team captain for a little bit. I uh, I had a lot of good guys coming up, but we had like a really small team, so like there was only like two of us that were like extraordinarily good, and uh, yeah, we didn't win like at all. Like those team based matches, yeah, not once. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. So you mentioned that you're coaching wrestling now. Is that for Yawk, or is that at Amviares, or is that somewhere else? Am I saying that right, by the way? Amviers. Amviers. Like Amviars, I guess. Amviars. I say it wrong all the time. Ooh. It's uh, Man, we've been messing that up for for, for a while, Danny yeah. Phone. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, uh, I've been working on it with the guys. Uh, a lot of more grappling. Uh, we do other stuff, but as for like my wrestling background, I try to help everyone out, and we get in and hit a few. Like we've been hitting some intense workouts because wrestling's like all cardio. Mm-hmm. So I, I personally, I lift like on my own. Like I, I, I basically do two workouts a day because I'll do my lifting in the morning or right before boxing and MMA or whatever we do, and then I'll go straight there. But like when I coach wrestling, it's it's like all cardio. <laughs> it's nice. all cardio. All all workouts are cardio. You guys have kind of come on the scene recently you're actually nominated for new gym of the year i don't know if you saw that on the 247 live award show so you guys are nominated for new gym of the year and i know it's not like a super new gym but you're new to fighting for us you've got you nathan kabaski colton matt vanderhoff like you guys have a nice stable of guys who are kind of in our regular rotation now it's always nice working with you like you guys always get your paperwork done all that stuff make weight What's Aldo like as a head coach for you? Like, what has he done for you in your MMA development? Well, he's he's done everything for me. <laughs> like, I came in as like a high school wrestler, and and I've only been doing it for what eight months, and I I've come such a long way because of him. Like, he he's such a great guy. Like, just genuinely a great guy. Like, he has the best intentions for us. He, he genuinely cares about how we feel. Like, I go in there, and it's like a therapy session. Like, mm. like we we almost, I mean, we do talk about fighting a lot, but, like, a lot of our conversations have nothing to do with, like, fighting at all. It's just, like, our personal lives and, like, what we're going through. And, like, he's just a, a, a great guy all around. And recently, we've been doing a lot of, like, one-on-one sessions to prepare for the fight. Just a lot of, I mean, no, I can't give everything away. But, you sure, know, sure. <laughs> but, like, a, a lot of personal stuff. So he he's wonderful and he definitely puts us through the ringer. A uh, lot of tough practices. He does. He gets like maniacal whenever he gets his like bad workouts for us. Like, okay. He like 
have this devious laugh to him, and it's just oh, nice. <laughs> I just get scared every time. <laughs> he's been awesome, and I definitely would echo everything you just said. Just in my brief interactions with him, he's super pleasant. He's just like a pleasant guy. He's nice to be around, always super gracious and thankful for everything. And like I said, you guys take tough fights, bro. Like we know when we give. I I don't know. Like Danny Palm, can you remember a time Aldo ever turned down an opponent? I don't think he does. No, it's almost like every single time. It's like, yep. Yeah, yeah. He's like, my guy will be ready. Don't worry. And it's like, you guys are always ready. He he gets you guys, you know, whipped into shape and ready to roll, regardless of the opponent. I mean, like Vanderhoff stepped up and fought Flannery. Nobody wants to fight Julian Flannery. Like, make that clear. Vanderhoff never blinked an eye about it. Like anybody that we ask out of, like we got this matchup. He's like. We're good for that. And sometimes it's surprising. Like like Billy Myers, for instance. I'm like, dude, that's a tough debut for, you know, anybody. But you stepped up and like I said, fight of the night. So clearly it worked out for you guys. Yeah. Um we we I feel like we're always prepared to fight. Like every a lot of the guys in the gym just just wanna fight. Like we're just like if I if I didn't have this fight lined up and they were like, You're gonna fight next week, I'd be like, Oh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> it wouldn't even matter like who I was fighting. Like I would just go get beat up by like some pro if I if I could. But um Matt's Matt's That's a great a bold guy. Strategy, too. Cotton. <laughs> just go get beat up by a pro. I don't know about that. Enough brain <laughs> I could just take enough brain damage already. So But Matt's Matt's a great guy. He he's been helping me train a lot recently. Like nice. also a lot of the guys just step up for each other. Um just, I don't. I forgot the conversation already. It's yeah. alright. It happens. <laughs> it, it's that brain damage. It's what you Catch get. It up to it's me. what you get for taking all these punches. But Matt, Matt interests me a lot because I think he looked much better in his second fight against Dakota for sure. I mean, the Julian fight, he never had a chance to really show anything. I'm intrigued by like what his skill set actually is because I feel like we still don't have a full gauge of what he can do. Like, what have you seen from Matt? How would you describe his fighting style? What's he really good at? Matt, oh man, he's a good all-around fighter. Like with uh, when I go with him, we practice a lot of grappling just because. I, well, I try to show him as much as possible. So, like even me, honestly, I can't gauge everything that he does because I've seen I've seen him head kick a dude like in sparring and like almost knock him out. Like the dude just collapsed and it, and the guy's like six foot four that he head kicked. Matt's that's a good guy. Like just going against him's hard all the time. <laughs> uh, I think he was like two weeks of my black eyes when I started. He nice. Just, the um, I can't say anything bad about him. Like I, I'm not, I'm not even good enough to stand with him. So <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, those are the kind of training partners you need. I think you see people all the time who kind of max out their training camp, and I'm talking all the way up to the UFC level, where you'll see guys who like stop improving because they're the best guy at the gym they're never getting beat up they're just dominating everybody like there's something to that that you have to face adversity in the gym you have to have somebody who can get the best of you so you can improve so between your debut that was just for people listening that was back at bit b 13 right october 1st yep so you've had a month and a half to improve since then like what do you feel like you have really worked on what can people expect to see improvements from you I I personally like not to be cocky or anything, but I feel like a completely new fighter. Like I'm so fluid now with like everything I'm doing. I I've worked my grappling in with my striking. I've been working on uh, I've been working on kicks. 
Oh, my last <laughs> Billy Meyer uh, kicks. Those, no. those were horrible. Like I, I watched that fight over and over. I'm like, what was I what was I even doing? Like, <laughs> Why I just, am I even throwing these? I like pressed B to kick and <laughs> that was it. Nice. But uh yeah, I'm I'm a lot more fluent now. I feel like my legs are but it, it all struck comes from my legs basically. I right. feel like my legs are more a part of my body. Like I've, I'm using them as working arms basically mm-hmm. instead of press B to kick. That's hilarious. Well, press B to kick is a hilarious way to put it. I think like watching that fight for sure, you know, there's a lot of things with both of you, you and Billy both that looked very raw, but there was a lot of things that looked like there's a lot of potential here with both these guys. And I think you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but you power lift a lot. Like I see you on Instagram all the time, just in yeah. the weight room. What does that do for MMA? Because I know there's there's two lines of thought that you can get too big and it kills your cardio because you're just trying to fuel your muscles the whole time. Or the other side is you're you're strong as hell and you can dominate everybody. So I, I do power lift a lot. A lot of my last time I changed my lifting style entirely to uh, train for the fight. It was like I went from bench pressing 275 and like going heavy all the time to like i would do like 135 for like 25 reps and mm-hmm. and it was i was doing muscle endurance but training for this fight i've been trying to gain weight back up and uh so i'm back to power lifting uh as for like what does beats me like i guess i could just take punches harder but <laughs> i uh Obviously, we're not going like full out sparring. Right. I, I I think I hit harder. I feel way better powerlifting. Just the, it's more like a confidence thing than mm-hmm. anything. I um, uh, I I have a a strenuous job outside of MMA already, so like I can't really be weak because sure. I need to do other things too. What so, do you do? I don't know what you do outside oh, of fight. I'm yeah. an EMT. Uh, I never knew that. All yeah, right, dude, yeah. that's sweet. Break them, then fix them. You know? Maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's a great way to put it. We should we should hire you to be like what crew do you work for? We need your crew at the fights when you're not fighting. Medic Ten, dude. Okay. Mount Pleasant Medic Ten. Okay. Yeah, Call ourselves the Medic Ten Mafia. Nice. <laughs> nice. How'd you get into that? What made you want to go into that field? Um, I, I wanna be a cop inevitably. Like I'm working on that. Okay. I uh went to tech for protective services. I had a great teacher and uh well, there was only like three months of law enforcement, and then the rest was EMR. And then between my junior and senior year, I went to uh, uh, WCCC, do their thing, to become an EMT. And ever since then, I've just been working on the streets. Nice. Have you wanted to be a cop your whole life? Like, is that something when you were a kid you were like, I'd like to oh, do that? Dude, my life like is cops? whack. I was, I was, I never wanted to be like anyone else. That was like my whole thing. So yeah, yeah. when you were growing up, like all these kids were like, I want to join the army. I want to mm-hmm. do all this. And I was like, I want to be a Lego designer. You're like, nice. I want to be a normal person. Like yeah. these guys are going to go be extraordinary. I'll be ordinary. And then everyone became ordinary. And I was like, okay, well now it's time to, now it's my time <laughs> to shine. Now I'm going to be extraordinary. Yeah. So I took the, I took the above and beyond. I, uh, I tried to join the Marines, but I got disqualified. I have a uh, autoimmune disease. I came in with seven pounds of paperwork and they basically laughed at me and told me to leave. <laughs> what in the world? That's yeah, wild. It was crazy. But um, yeah, so I, I just wanted to be on the streets as a cop. I felt like I could do the most for my community just being in the area and being an EMT. I've done that. So that's cool, man. What has that journey been like for you? Do you like it? Do you enjoy the work? I love it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like the most bipolar experience ever because 
like I fight and I I do EMS. So like, I work like twenty four hour shifts. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll go eight a.m. to eight a.m. the next day. It'll be like two a.m. I have a cardiac arrest. I'm trying to save somebody's life. They could die. They could not die. It's like either up and down. And then like two hours later, I'm I'm talking to grandma about like toe pain. <laughs> and then I'm going in and fighting people at like eight a.m. So nuts. It's. My my sister's a doctor, and she's shared a lot of stories of you know you're you're a doctor and you're doing rounds like people are going to die on your watch, and that is mm-hmm. a very weird thing for me to wrap my head around with what I do. Like that kind of stress doesn't really register to me. Like that's a whole different level of stress and anxiety to me. How do you like? I'm not going to ask you to get too into it because I'm sure it's hard to talk about. But like, how do you deal with that? Like when you get off work, how do you put that behind you? Well, personally. I deal with it pretty well. Like right now, one day I'm going to have like this like crazy stress reaction that's going to catch up to right. me. But as of right now, like I've, uh, I've seen a lot of people die and I've seen like, like I'm 19 years old and I've been on 14 cardiac arrest and I like, I keep count still because, cause I'm that new into it, but right. I've had a lot more than a lot of younger EMTs. And, uh, I've, I've been on plenty of bad calls, shooting, stabbings, like car accidents, dead on arrivals like i've seen it i've seen the stuff uh though i just go home and like it just turns off like i put a uniform on i'm a different person and then i take the uniform off and my life isn't being an emt like i'm a i'm my own guy (laughs) a lot of these we call whackers like if you go out if you're like always an emt or always a firefighter whackers yeah you know you know (laughs) i got you and um (laughs) Like, I don't know. The firefighters are good for it. Like, they're always... They, they, they're they great people. Like, I love working with them. But they're off-duty. It's all like, oh, I'm a fireman. They'll take, like, all the glory. They'll, like, stand around on calls. And then, like, <laughs> afterward, they're like, yeah, we totally saved that guy. We, we totally Dude. put out that house fire. Like, one person did something. Like, they're That's awesome, hilarious. That's I love hilarious. Them. I think your perspective is super valuable, man. Like, being able to shut it off is important. Do you feel like the experience you gain as an EMT because you kind of mentioned it you're you're an interesting guy in that like you just fight all the time you're totally good with fighting you literally said earlier like I'll go fight a pro and get beat up like you have this kind of nonchalant attitude but you're still doing a lot like you don't get too flustered which is very valuable for a fighter obviously do you feel like your work as an EMT has helped you create that context like you've seen how fragile life can be multiple times. Does mm-hmm. that help you get out there and just be like, it's a, it's a fight. I'm going to be fine. Like, let's do it. Um, I think it, it helps with stressful situations. Like mm-hmm. I I've seen like the worst and I've had to make decisions at the worst moments. Like these are like life or death. Like the other day we were working a cardiac arrest. My partner was touching knee, like his knees were touching the patient and we were just about to shock them. And, like, if you shock Ooh. somebody while your knees are touching them, you could die. Like, right. your heart just stops. You. Yeah, right. Yeah. So Yikes. I, like, yanked him off and threw him on the floor, which was was crude, to say the but. least. But <laughs> I saved his life. And so, like, these decisions that you make in the field, like, going into fighting, I feel like I, I know, like, something bad's going to happen to me. Like, I know that they're going to hit me or that, like, there's no way to get around it. You're in right. a one-on-one fight. Right. And I still have to make these decisions. I'm still like choosing to throw terrible kicks or, <laughs> or go for press a safe zone. Yeah, press and B. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it, it helps a lot. And especially like when I coach, like it helps coordinate for everything sure. a lot. Mm-hmm. I like it. 
So, yeah. That makes perfect sense, man. Is that why they say clear before they shock somebody? Is that to yeah. make sure no? Is yeah. it, I never thought about that. Like, I'm I've clear. Seen it, you're clear. I've seen it a billion times in movies and shows where they say clear and then shock them, but I never considered that's why they say it, to make sure nobody's touching. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Dude, I, never once in my life did I consider, like, if you're touching the person getting shocked, you are also going to get shocked, and it's going to send your healthy heart. Uh, it's going to dead it. Yeah. Dang, that's terrifying. What what did he say after you pulled him off? Was he did he thank you? Yeah, he thanked me. He <laughs> okay. goes, I didn't realize I was touching him. Dude, that's a that's like a vital I didn't realize that I almost just died. That's a vital mistake to make. <laughs> yeah. Unreal, dude. So for your MMA background specifically, were you, did you always like UFC and stuff growing up? Were you always a fan of the sport or what brought you to actually fighting? I'm terrible at watching sports. Like I, there's not an ounce of me that could be like, I'm going to sit down and watch Monday night football or like, I love like the clips, I guess, of mm -hmm. MMA, but like never once have I just been like, I think I'm going to go buy the pay-per-view today. Like it was, that's I, crazy. You've I, never I watched an it. event like start to finish? No, no, never. Dude, that's wild. I like, we, we had them at at the gym one time and okay. like i brought a girl and then we just like left like i was like i can't watch this like i'm so tired it was like 8 a.m i like took her home went back slept i can't do it i um <laughs> i just i don't know i i don't watch sports i um i got into mma because i thought it would help with like my cop stuff so okay <laughs> that's pretty much it Dude, that's valuable. I wish more cops would train for sure. And this mm -hmm. is, you know, this isn't my area of expertise at all. So I'm not going to talk too much about it because plenty of guys have very intelligent conversations about this. But I strongly feel that co every cop should train jujitsu regularly. Yeah. Like if you know jujitsu, you can deescalate situations in a healthy, non-lethal way so often. So is that that was kind of your mentality going in? Like, if yeah. I'm a cop, this is going to help me. That's literally why I started wrestling too. Like, it, like nice. as soon as I decided I wanted to be a cop, I got into wrestling, and now I do this. It, it helps so much. Like, it helps with my stress. It helps with like my confidence. My confidence is a big thing because when I was just bodybuilding, like I was 200 pounds and like lifting a lot of weight. But like, if I got into a fight, yeah. what am I gonna do? Like, strangle them? Hug them. Just squeeze. I can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious how people think that they see these really jacked kind of bodybuilder type guys and you just assume like, oh, that guy could kick my ass. But it's really the nerdy guy who's a black belt in jujitsu mm -hmm. that weighs that's 150 right. pounds that's going to mess you up. That's a, that's a crazy thought. I, I like before before I got into fighting, like I was pretty confident. Like I wasn't like confident in my fighting abilities because I had an idea like seeing this stuff on the real world, like what happens. But I hate when people are like confident when they shouldn't be. You oh, know? Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. could beat up a lot of people now. <laughs> like I, I'm pretty <laughs> confident in that. But these guys will like come up and like like push my buttons and, and now that I know how to fight, I don't wanna fight. Like mm -hmm. it's like knowing and not wanting to do exactly like, be a farmer, be a I don't know, warrior in a farm. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's just so annoying. It's like always this skinny guy that like smokes weed all the time. It's like, <laughs> oh, I got you. You can't handle this. Thinks he's Sugar Sean O'Malley or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny to always. me because I, I heard a, I think it was a Forrest Griffin quote way back in the day. And if you don't really watch UFC, you might not even know who Forrest <laughs> Griffin is. And that would be wild. 
Do you know Forrest Griffin? No. Dude, I'm not even going to explain it. You have to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to Google Forrest Griffin after this podcast. That's amazing. But uh, he had a quote of like, I'm not going to do something for free that I can get paid to do. Meaning he's not going to get in bar fight. Like when I'm not getting paid to be in that ring, I'm not fighting anybody. Like I have no desire to fight. And I see that with Every fighter, like exactly what you just said, they're not the guys who are going to get into street fights. Like you said, people come up, push your butt. Oh, you're a fighter. I bet I could take you. Like, what do you have to prove? You know you can fight. When you know you can do something and you have that confidence, there's n- why do I have to prove it to Joe Smith at the corner bar? Like, what What are you? That's yeah. exactly right. Just... Oh, that nice. That bangs, dude. Let's I'm talk. About, I want to talk about the bang addiction because you pulled <laughs> you pulled up in your car and had like an entire Sam's Club inventory of bang in your car. I don't think that many bangs is necessary in your car. I um, <laughs> I drink about six bangs a day. Dude, stop. <laughs> dude, the Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, seriously, dude, you're gonna die. Like, I, have, I think that's like 1200 milligrams or something dude. like that of caffeine a day oh my God. I, hang on this this just turned into an episode of intervention not <laughs> not the pittsburgh combat sports podcast dude i'm not a doctor but i can tell you that's you gotta you gotta chill a little bit on that dude, my heart rate's like my heart rate sits at like 40 and if i don't drink like this many bangs, like I, I might die from bradycardia at this point. What like, is your heart rate? Right my, now? my heart rate right now is ninety, but I, okay. I'm a little bit nervous. Okay, that's okay. All. I mean, even ninety is like not awful. It's not awful. Yeah, yeah. It could be worse. Yeah, right. Dude, uh, six. Have you're you seen serious? Like, six? I, I did just see. Yeah. I um, I like shotgun bangs. Like, like straight up, pop the can and <laughs> shotgun it. Or like, I'll take like pre lift. I'll dry scoop pre lift creatine and then shotgun a bang. To, chase it down like before my workouts like that's how i hit great workouts too dude I'm, that's great i i am absolutely speechless about this have you ever had the experience of like overdosing on caffeine oh yeah it's it's, the, it's a horrible feeling it's like yeah. you're just staring at something and like everything around you is yeah. crushing in in you yeah uh, it's like a panic attack, honestly. Yeah. That's what it feels like. That's yeah. how I work out every day. Like I have that that deep dark feeling all the time. Unreal. Do and you I, like that feeling? Why do you do this to yourself? I, I feel I'm addicted, dude. I, He's I just feel the addiction. Addicted to bang. I just need it. Like, oh, dude, I'm concerned. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but this I, this concerns me. <laughs> I, I'll invite people to the gym, and like you're not you're not working out with me unless you're doing like. As, as crazy stuff as I'm doing, like you're gonna, you're gonna be shotgun in this bang with me, or at least dry scooping a, some pre lift. Like, you can't come into the gym without a dry scoop. This is the best. This that's might, some of the funniest shit I've ever. Heard. That's what I'm saying. This might be the best segment in the podcast history. This is insanity, dude. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna tell you. It's working for you. You look great. Thank obviously, you. it's working for you. So maybe I, maybe I need six bangs a day. But let's talk. I want to talk about bang flavors. Okay. Can you rank them? Like, give me your top three. Pina colada number one. Absolutely. Okay. The number two has to be the 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 black cherry, like the dark cherry one. Mm-hmm. That's definitely number two. Um, number three is a hard one, but I'd go with cotton candy. Cotton mm. candy is a top tier one for me. Um, okay. The worst one is rainbow unicorn. Yeah, because I don't like that one either. 
and not only does it taste bad, but it also looks exactly like cotton candy. Oh, that's so, like, messed up. You can It'll grab trick you. Yeah. And it's it's like a snake in the grass. Like <laughs> it's horrible and it looks just like one of the best. Dude, that's awful. Yeah. That's not very rainbow unicorn. You would think rainbow unicorn, this is gonna be awesome, all pleasant, you know, make me feel good, but no, it's terrible and it's a snake in the grass. Yeah, horrible. I'm going that nectar we talked about it off air, but that nectarine blueberry one, that's the one that stands out to me. I can't rank the rest because I really don't drink it that much. Mostly Ryan, like Ryan will buy the Sam's Club pallets like you the pallets so when i'm here at the studio usually there's some in the fridge and i'll occasionally grab one but i'm more on this celsius grind which looks way more feminine this yeah. slim can i don't i'm feeling a little emasculated sitting across from you drinking this celsius while you're talking about shotgunned bangs i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> i i um so planet fitness has celsius well at least my planet fitness has celsius i go like i go all around i train with a bunch of different people to get a different perspective on things but uh when i buy a celsius like it has to be a big can and there's only two flavors of celsius in the big can i've never seen a big can yeah i didn't even know they made it it's like the red and the green one and they <laughs> both suck yeah like, i think they're terrible and like those little celsius they have some good flavors but but why would I pay $3 for a tiny Celsius when I get shocked on four bangs that I have in my car? Uh, dude, I am. I'm blo Are you dead? Are you just make? Are you just saying no, this for is good podcast or is this real? This is So <laughs> the other day, the other day, I, I brought one of the cases that you saw in the back of my car into my ambulance bay. And over the like overnight, I, I drank three of them and then I had a fourth one open. And like that wasn't even including the ones that I had during the day, and Dude. I thought it was so funny. I started stacking the cans. Like every time I emptied one, I'd make You'd like a pyramid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my boss comes in. And he's he's gonna. I'm gonna die one day. I'm just gonna come in and just have a heart attack. It's gonna be nap time for monkey. How? Why are you okay with that? <laughs> it, it keeps me going. You know, I I live live big. I, live big, die big, bud. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. You're living big right now, dude. Definitely with the bangs. Also with your fighting career. I want to make sure that you get to this fight on December 17th healthy, though, and you don't collapse in our cage. That That's not what I want. I, I'll make it another week. I'm okay. sure I'll be fine. All right. You got a week. After here. the 17th, we'll have to have you back on to shotgun a bang on yeah. the show. Yeah, 1,000%. You need to shotgun one on camera. <laughs> yeah. I make like those TikToks and and um <laughs> so apparently shotgunning bangs is like against TikTok rules. What? Like, so you know like the dry scoop challenge it was like it was like dangerous even though I do it all the time. Sure. That's like bad news bears. Okay, so, they, so shotgunning they started, a bang is dangerous. Yeah, they started shadow banning stuff. Well, I posted this one and it was like like a it was like that Harry Styles song mm -hmm. where everyone was posting like pictures of the past. Okay. I've been shotgunning bangs since like junior year in high school so i had the, all these videos of me like pre-football game shotgunning bangs and i like let them up to like the whole way till now and uh yeah i got banned but you can go <laughs> and watch it yeah, so so is this your thing like do all your friends know you as like the bang guy the the energy drink guy i i, I don't i don't keep it just the bang i do a little bit of rain a little bit of Ooh. red bull you know dude what is bang number one though if you were power ranking them it's just it's easiest to get i guess fair hmm yeah i'd say bang bang's top tier like they my number one like number one ghost ghost energy Go, drinks. dude that uh sour patch kids yeah ghost, oh my god it's so good mango is the best though 
It's mango. like in our, all around. That's like no matter what it is, if it's mango and an energy drink, it's top tier. Is that what I have right now? Nah. Mango passion fruit. Passion fruit. Mango passion fruit. It, have you ever had that G Fuel that's the Crash Bandicoot? Uh, yeah, I have. It, yeah. The marketing was fun. I don't know. Like, you might be too young to have played. Did you no, play Crash? No, I, I played okay. Crash. All right, sweet. Yeah, so the nostalgia was awesome. I'm like, oh, nice. Like, Wumpa Fruit or whatever that shit's called. PewDiePie and G Fuel. Is that what it was? A collab? That, there was a PewDiePie G Fuel. And I, that was, oh, if man. I, like, I had a, a fit where, like, I wouldn't buy G Fuel or, like, an energy drink unless it was a PewDiePie G Fuel. Okay. I, I did it because it was funny. Like, I, like, had no other right, right. intentions behind it. <laughs> right. That that aligns with, like, kind of what you were saying at the very beginning when you were, like, I always wanted to be different. Like, that, that PewDiePie, like... I get it. I get your mentality going into that. Like, it's just funny. I, I do stuff like that sometimes. Like, I don't actually like this. I just think it's hilarious that it's happening. Exactly. Which is, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we could get, get more into that. But I think tattoos are a part of that, too. And we were talking about that earlier. Like, there's just something about once you get that first tattoo, and then you got to get more. And then as you get more, it's like... How far can I take this? And right now you're on your tattoo journey, so you just got a new one. Who did your last one? Because it looked great. I saw it on Facebook. So uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he, wow, he does Glenn. I know, Ooh. I know. Oh. It, it, he does black veil tattoos. Okay. He's, so it's really it's funny because he was undisputed. <laughs> he was at undisputed tattoos, okay, which is his own little shop, and then he went to Black Forest Tattoos, which was not his own shop. He like was with a bunch of people, and that's where I had my first appointment. And now he's doing black veil tattoos and it's his own shop again. Okay. And, uh, but the problem is he's like booked up and <laughs> I had a problem scheduling. So my snake isn't even done. It's supposed to wrap around like to Myler's shoulder. And I have like a one hour appointment in January, a one hour appointment in February. That's crazy. And a one hour appointment in March. Oh man. That is wild that you that he's that good for him for being mm -hmm. that busy. Like that's a great sign, obviously, for an artist. But that is that's tough. I have a uh, I'm working on a leg sleeve right now and have been for like a year. I've had probably six sessions so far and like still probably have six to go until it's totally done. Like it is, and they're like two three hour sessions. So I think one of them was even like four hours. It's a process, man. Like when you see people who are covered head to toe, like sleeves everywhere legs chest like the amount of time and pain that that takes is so ridiculous this chest piece is my most painful one so far like I, that sternum like I, tongue i've heard so many people saying that the sternum is like the most oh. painful I, I don't have anything on my chest so i don't know but i have everybody who gets it there is like the sternum is the worst i've ever felt it it really is like i have i thought the inside of my arm was going to be bad but like it, it, it made me feel weak. Like, it made me feel demasculated when he was doing it. Like, I was, like, tearing up. He was doing it. it. Like, he got a little bit on my neck, and that was, like, that was rough, too. But that sternum part. And then I went in my last session, and he was doing my shoulder, and, like, I barely felt it. I was like, yeah. well, at least I know that I'm not weak. <laughs> right, know? right. It's not me. It's just that part of my body. Yeah. That's so true. Every But what I think is funny is, like, inevitably people who don't have tattoos you get a new tattoo and they're like did that hurt and it's like hell yeah it hurt dude they all every single one hurts to a degree but some of them hurt more 
I like to uh, I like to lie to those people. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I'm like I didn't feel a thing. Literally like, didn't feel it. Kind of tickled. It was just like a light yeah. buzzing. It was like a massage. I, I want them to to start the journey because I feel <laughs> like I don't know. I think girls with tattoos are hot. So like it's always <laughs> nice. gonna it's always gonna be like You're trying to talk them into it. Come on, it hurt at all. Come on, women have a higher pain tolerance. I you think that's try. true. I that think is, that's actually true. Yeah, it actually is. Like medically, factually, <laughs> it is true. Um, I was talking to a guy the other day who just got his neck tattooed, and cool. he was telling me that it wasn't as bad as you would expect. And then he's like covered as well. He's <laughs> like, you want to know the worst one I got was like my lower back, like in a tramp stamp area. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that's why so many girls get tramp stamps and then never get another tattoo because they think that's how bad it is. But really, that's just a terrible place to get a tattoo. My first tattoo like, was my back tattoo. And I'm sure you saw it in the last fight. Mm-hmm. It, it, it spans my entire spine. And that tramp stamp area was definitely... It, was, it didn't hurt as bad as you would expect it to hurt, but it definitely... It felt like a tramp stamp. Like I kind of felt, I felt dirty whenever she was like getting down to the bottom of the sword. Nice, was... nice. So you got this shame that comes with it too, of like a female mm-hmm. tattooer in yeah. your tramp stamp area, like just straight up giving you the business. Dude, she was she was wonderful too. Like we sat down, it was like five hour session just all the way through. That's awesome. And I was just like, this is my first tattoo and it's big. And they're like talking about like all these other guys that like wimped out. So I'm like, well, I got to, I can't do this. (laughs) I can't back out now. I've been in a lot of pain on my tattoos and I'll say like the leg sleeve is for sure the most, but like, I don't know if I have weak legs or what, but like the, my leg hurts so much more than I got my hand tattooed, like arms, anything else I've gotten has been like, this hurts, but I'm good. The leg at times is like, like just gritting through it. And I don't know what that is, but no matter how bad it gets, I will never be like, I got to stop. Like, dude, I, I got to power through it. You can't stop mid tattoo, bro. <laughs> you, you just gave me a new fear. I am waiting to get a tattoo on my, I want to get like an Atlas tattoo on my thigh and be like, hold up the world, blah, blah, that, blah. That might not be as bad. I don't have it up to my thigh. It's like up yeah. to my knee. It's from like my ankle to my knee right now. I'm desperately scared of my legs. Like, I, don't, I don't have a tattoo down there at all. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass, but I don't think the thigh is going to hurt as bad. I really don't. I'm going to trust you on that. Maybe I'll get, get to it before you, and I'll let you know. <laughs> Hopefully you get to it. I got three months to try and finish this snake. Still, there you go. So. Yeah, yeah. So I'll be up to my thigh by then. I'll, I'll keep you posted. <sighs> Dude, it, it's a great journey, though. I don't know. I'm. I just like tattoos in general. Like you said, girls with tattoos. That that's not a bad thing either. So that's always good. What uh? What's your favorite one? Usually, like your newest one is your favorite. I feel like, but for you, which one? I like my rose tattoo the best. It was probably the most pain. Well, it wasn't the most painful, but it was whenever I got it. It was the most painful. Uh, it means a lot. It's a really cool tattoo for one, and it not only that, but it was actually a last second like change like i went there and i wanted it to like span the other side of my ribs like i wanted it to come just to the side and then i looked it up on my phone and there was this picture that just came up to the chest and i was like i'm gonna change it up you know i'm sure this isn't gonna like affect my life in any major way so yeah i didn't tell my parents like that i changed it because it was originally gonna be pretty small Mm -hmm. i went home and my dad's like that's a gay tattoo. You know, guys having <laughs> guys having a flower on their chest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's just it, it was cool though. Yeah, I love it. It means a lot. Um, it's uh, 
It's a there was this poem that like in the middle of it it says everything beautiful has a consequence and like it's the rose so it's like it's beautiful but it has the thorns. So. I like it. I like that. Yeah, That's deep. good. There's a lot of there's like obviously the split with tattoos where some of them are insanely meaningful, some of them you just want it because it looks cool. I like tattoos because I was actually just talking to Ryan about this. I have one on my shoulder. I used to I wanted to be a brain surgeon when I was in high school, so I got like yeah. the caduceus with a skull. And like I thought this would represent like my brain surgery journey. Obviously, I'm not a brain surgeon now. So he was like, "Do you regret that? Like, do you hate it now?" I'm like, "No, dude. That's one of my favorite ones. Like, mm -hmm. it reminds me of who I was at that time. They're all, it's all part of my journey. Like, no matter how out of style a tattoo gets or whatever, like I would never want one removed. Mm -hmm. Like, it just reminds me of who I was at that time, and that's part of life. Like, if you're not growing and changing, I feel like you should hate some of your old tattoos." <laughs> Like, if you haven't changed from who you were when you were 16, then something's wrong. <laughs> so that's well, how I look at it. All my tattoos have, like, a lot of meaning. Like, I, I think, like, months in advance. Like, I scheduled this snake tattoo in October. Like, when mm -hmm. I started fighting, I scheduled this tattoo. Nice. And, like, it, it's, it all means something. Like, every single tattoo, the, even the ones on my forearm, they flex it to the mirror. Yeah. You know? Yeah, easy, easy with them guns. <laughs> uh, they, this is like a one piece put together, like courage in the face of death, memento mori, meaning Latin for remember you will die, and like just all these tattoos have insanely long stories, or or they're related to some weird poetry that I like. I I, I tend to read a lot, but like only poetry because I'm a terrible like actual reader. <laughs> so you need to keep it short. <laughs> yeah, short and sweet. <laughs> Dude, that's. You've you've become like one of the most interesting guests ever. I think loves poetry, shotguns, bangs, has six a day, fights just kind of for fun because you you love it. Like, I love it, dude. That's awesome. So we've covered a lot of ground, but one thing we haven't <laughs> talked about at all that we probably should is your actual fight on December seventeenth at Bibby Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about your opponent, Ben Nagy? Um, Nagy. I'm Nagy. not sure how you say Nagy. I call that... him Nagy. I call okay. him Ben Nagy. I, I like. I try to like. I try to like not think about it. So when I talk about him, I like always make up some weird nickname. Like call him like Benny or Nagy or nice. Just like something random. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I know he does jujitsu. I watched his last fight. He uh, he went out and the guy was one and zero and it was his debut and he like just got this really smooth overhand and then the guy fell and then he like got back up but he wasn't up up so yeah, yeah. he comes same punch repeat and then the guy went down and they honestly probably could have called the fight there but then Nagy jumped on his back and rear naked choked him uh i like the i like the attempt to kick you know it kind of looked like mine not 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 to talk <laughs> trash but it kind of looked like mine I'm, I'm sure he's improved since then um, press B to kick just out of nowhere. Like he just threw this kick. It was it was cool, um, but <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. I, I liked watching it. All twenty seven seconds of the fight. Yeah, know? it was a short one for sure. But um, I know he does jujitsu, and that's about it. That's all I know about him. Right and on. I don't. I, I'm trying not. I always so worried about Billy that like I looked up everything about him. Like, right. but this time I don't want to. I don't want to get like, oh, this is gonna be a stand up fight, and then I'm just gonna fight how I fight. You know, that's and, that seems like a good approach. And I'll say one thing: you definitely have going. Excuse me, Celsius getting me now. Yeah. One thing you have going for you for sure is that full six minutes of cage time you got against Billy. Like, 
There's no replacement for cage time. The experience you get in an actual fight is so valuable for amateurs, especially so. Even though Ben's one and zero, he has you know only twenty seven seconds of fighting on tape. So mm-hmm. for you, you've got an experience advantage inside the cage. Yeah. So that's exciting. Do you expect it to be another just brawl? I know you literally just said you're not <laughs> trying to think about what it'll be, but in your head, are you prepared for another fight like that that you had against Billy if it goes that way? I I'm gonna say this. And my coach is going to cringe really hard and like probably smack himself in the forehead right now. But I really enjoyed like the stitches. Like I like the like bloody, bloodied up moments. Like I, I kind of hope that he gets a few good good ones on me because I I really want like I want to feel like I was there. You know I need the I need the the idea that I was there. I I'm ready for a stand up brawl slugfest whatever it is. Um. You know, I love grappling as as much as the next guy. Like, grappling is wonderful, but, you know, what's it a show from that? Like, a couple bruises on the thighs? Like, I I, I really want it, you know? I, I'm, I'm ready for anything. I'm pretty, I'm pretty hyped now that you brought that up. This is it, dude. This is what happens when you shotgun six days a day. <laughs> like, just, punch me in the face. <laughs> this has become, like, one of my favorite and most insane podcasts of all time. You, you're... You're wild, dude. I love it. I love it. And you've got me even more hyped to see your fight on December 17th. So people looking to buy tickets, 247fighting.com. Choose Glenn's name when you check out and buy tickets so he gets some credit for that. Makes a little cash so he can maintain his bang addiction. <laughs> because, dude, you've got to be spending like hundreds of dollars a week I, on I really energy am. drinks. I, I one time did the math on this. It was like $300 I would save <laughs> if I didn't buy these bangs. A week or a month? It was like every paycheck. Like oh, okay. I, I get paid bi-weekly. So and it was, every two weeks, 300 bucks. Just think like Dude. every time I go into the store, I'm guaranteed to spend 550 or 450 on energy drinks. And I do that twice a day on duty and off duty. Like I get off and I'm like, I'm going to go buy a bag. I'm going to go buy a ghost energy drink. Like, like, I don't know. I just need it. Like do you get like excited to buy an energy drink. I, it's almost like it, it, it's literally an addiction at yeah. this point. Like I, I, I walk into the really store is. and I just walk back to the energy drinks. Like <laughs> if I go to Walmart, like the very first aisle, like, you know how there's like, if you did life after high school, there's like a specific way that you're supposed to, you're supposed to go to the back of the store. I have no then, idea what that means uh, to be honest with you. I've never heard of life after high school. Oh, so I don't like know what that is I'm in sorry. high school, there's this <laughs> class and they like taught you how to shop and like okay. stuff like okay. the most worthless life skills. But, okay. um, so they taught you like marketing and like all these like red means like sale, but they're just trying to get you to buy it. It might not actually be on sale, blah, ah. blah, blah. They told you to go to the back of the store and then work your way forward so okay. you can just check out. Sure. Well, Walmart, the, my Walmart, at least like bangs are in the middle. Like they're like somewhere like in the, <laughs> in the drink right. aisles. Right. So I, I start there and like whatever I need comes after <laughs> that. Like bang first. Bang first. That's a good. You need to. Is your your fighter nickname's Ace, right? Yeah. You need to change it to Bang, bro. Bang, bro. Bang, bro. <laughs> I think that one's taken. That might be. That might get us in a lawsuit. Glenn Bang, bro. Dude, I love it. Let's let's roll with that. I'm putting that for your nickname. Bang. <laughs> Glenn Bang. Somebody was Bang. Was that Jacob Lofert? He was he was bang yeah. I was gonna say somebody recently was Jacob Bang Lofert. So yeah, might, might have to fight him for that title. Shot or just have a <laughs> shotgun bang off. 
Yeah, I'd win that any <laughs> day. Old-fashioned bang-off live on 247 Live. Download the app today. No, but seriously, dude, we're, we're like ridiculously hyped for this card. It's going to end the year with a bang, no pun intended. Yeah. Definitely is. I am concerned for you, genuinely, <laughs> but I think you also got it under control. You know, mm-hmm. you, you seem to have your life in order. You seem to know what's best for you, so... I'll let that be for now, but maybe a New Year's resolution should be like four bangs a day instead of six. Man, <laughs> reminds me of my therapist. <laughs> this cool. has become the Pittsburgh Therapy Podcast. <laughs> but yeah, dude, thanks for coming in, man. I'm glad you like the studio. Love working with you and your whole team, like we said earlier. Looking forward to it, brother. Very excited. Very excited. Thanks for having me. Of course, dude.